0: You're listening to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. On every episode, I talk to you about uplifting, empowering, and inspirational topics that can help you to stand up and fight those beasts in your life and to just live a life filled with much more happiness, strength, and courage. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or on SoundCloud so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. You can also find this directly on my website at ValerieSilvera.com. You are not alone. I am standing with you. Hello, my friends. It's always great to come and talk with you. And today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about three people you need to stay away from. They are coulda, shoulda, and woulda. Now, before I go further, I need to tell you that I was so familiar with coulda, shoulda, and woulda that I actually gave them names. I did. I call, now catch this, I call coulda Mia coulda, shoulda is surely shoulda, and woulda is I woulda. Now obviously these aren't real people, they are your self-talk. But I kind of had a little fun with coulda, shoulda, and woulda, but I mean they're such serious things for us not to get trapped in. So let me just tell you a little bit about coulda, shoulda, and woulda. Let's have a little fun before we get serious about why this is so detrimental to your happiness, to your peace, to your purpose, to having hope and expectancy of the future. So this all started because when my kids, Jamie and Sean, were young, I would tell them, there are three people you need to avoid. Coulda, shoulda, and woulda. So basically what I was trying to tell them is, you know, you can't change the past. There's nothing you can do about it. So don't say I could have done this. I would have done this. I should have done that. I didn't want them to get trapped there. Isn't this funny that when they were little, I was already thinking like this? Now, if you have read my award-winning book, Still Standing After All the Tears, you might remember that I talked a little bit about me having a positive and expectant attitude. It's kind of funny, my life went in cycles where I didn't start out that way because I had a really kind of a challenging childhood in many ways and wasn't really raised in that manner, you know, of just thinking, I'm not blaming anybody, it's just kind of the way things were. Um, not growing up thinking, you know, you can be anything, you can do anything, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I didn't really have that growing up. But at some point in my early adulthood, I decided to become a positive person and to start thinking that way. And I really began to raise my kids that way. And I'm so glad that I did because after all hell broke loose, at least they had some of that already instilled in them. So anyway, I used to tell them, you know, coulda, shoulda, and woulda. So when I started to, when I got up off of the mat and decided to fight for my life and decided to figure out how to be happy again and all that kind of stuff, I decided that I wanted to include this this concept that, you know, I mean, people, you've all heard of coulda, woulda, and shoulda, of course, but this kind of fun concept of calling them people and why you should stay away from them. And so I started thinking, man, I spent so much time with them. They really did become familiar. So back to me naming them. So here's how I kind of had some fun with it and described it. But I really do want you to not just have fun with this. Think about how this imaginary person could make you feel if you spent a lot of time with her. Mia Kuda. So Mia Kuda tells you what could ha- what you could have done differently. She's the image you've conjured up in your mind of the stress-free life you could only dream of living. Mia Kuda has escaped pain and heartbreak, floating through life without a care in the world. Mia has the life you could have had, if only you had been luckier, right? So think about that. If only things have turned out differently, you could have this stress-free life too that you somehow think other people have, but they don't. Shirley shoulda preys on shame and guilt. Unlike your hindsight, Shirley shoulda's foresight is 2020. Shirley shoulda is a know-it-all, never misses an opportunity to get what she wants. Shirley shoulda makes you doubt and regret every decision you've ever made and every action you've taken or not taken. Shirley shoulda never lets you forget what you should have done differently. I woulda. Now, when I came up with the name for this one, I came up with something clever that's an I period. So I actually has a long name, but he just goes by his first initial. So I woulda is everything I woulda touches turns to gold. I woulda represents every person you've ever stood in awe of, wondering what it takes to live without ever making a mistake. I woulda would never make a bad financial decision. He would never be in an unhealthy relationship, depressed, betrayed, abandoned, or unloved. Certainly, he would never have a child who's an addict. I would is a constant reminder that other people are living worry-free, successful, productive lives. You could have too, if only you would have made different decisions. We got to quit hanging out with these three because they keep us trapped in the past, beating ourselves up over every move we've made or not made. Now, here's the thing about the past. Obviously, sometimes it's awesome to go back into the past. I love memories. That's why I have a lot of photographs. I love taking a trip down memory lane. But when we're doing this, when we're going back and visiting what we could have done, what we should have done, what we would have done, we're literally keeping ourselves trapped in the past. I mean, if that's not bad enough, right? Just keeping yourself trapped in the past is not bad enough. What you're actually doing is beating yourself up. You're saying you should have done this, you could have done that, you would have done that. You're, you're adding shame, you know, you're painting another layer of that shame onto yourself. You're making yourself feel stupid, that you made stupid decisions, that you're obviously not wise. I mean, there's so many reasons why you don't wanna do that to yourself. It's so easy to look back and see what you could have done because you have the benefit of hindsight, right? You can see everything that transpired after the decision you made or didn't make. That's easy. I mean, anybody can look back and say, Oh wow, it would have been, I, you know, things would have been different if I had done this. But at the time you did whatever it was or didn't do whatever it was, I'm going to say that you probably thought it was the best decision based on the information that you had, based on where your life was up to that point. I mean, most of us are not running around trying to make bad decisions, trying to make wrong decisions, but we don't know the future. I don't care how many psychics and people are out there saying they can predict the future. I don't think you can. There are too many moving parts. There are too many things that you would have no idea of knowing. I mean, think about just going out into the world every day and how many people you interact with, strangers on the road, somebody that sells you a coffee. I mean, just think. Mathematically, it must be wild for somebody to try to figure out the number of moving parts that you would have had to have had control over in order to predict any part of the future with any degree of certainty. It's just not possible. So, I mean, you got to give yourself a break that you probably did your best That, you know, you weren't trying to do the wrong thing. You weren't trying to make bad decisions. And so, you know, when we continually take trips back into the past with coulda, shoulda, and woulda, we get stuck. Right? So we're back in the past where we can't change anything. There is absolutely nothing we can do about it. And on top of that, we're beating ourselves up. So not only do you get stuck in the past, the one place that you literally, you can't go, you can actually go into the present because you are there and you, you will actually go into the future, but you can't go back in the past. It's really the, the worst place for us to spend time unless you're, you know, having fond memories, that's something different. But if you're back there trying to figure out why did I do this? Why didn't I do that? And on and on and on, you're, you're not doing yourself any favors. So you're getting yourself trapped somewhere that you can't change, but you're also destroying your self-esteem, your self-worth, your hope, right? I mean, if you're back there beating yourself up, I could have done this. I should have done that. Man, I would have done that if I'd only known this. Yeah. Okay, great. Wouldn't we all? We could all sit around I mean, maybe there's some people out there who everything just keeps going their way. I know about one person like that. You know, it's just nobody knows the future. Nobody, um, and there's always stuff that just happens. Life is full of hardship and heartbreak and disappointments and people betray us and all sorts of different things. So we are all going to be able to look back and think, man, I wish life were different in a certain way. And, you know, in in fact, I always say, it's kind of funny. I always say, if anybody says they wouldn't change anything about their life, I wonder if they're really being truthful. (laughs) I mean, I would love to be able to say that. It's not that I regret everything that's happened in my life, but if I knew what I know now, would I go back and do things differently? Of course. I'm so much wiser. Isn't that why they say youth is wasted on the young? You know what I mean? That, That saying means that, When you're young, you have all this vitality and you have time on your side and your health and fitness and all this kind of stuff. But you don't have the wisdom that you get with age. I mean, we gain wisdom as time goes by. So, I mean, if you've been gaining wisdom, then I don't think you could really say that you wouldn't look back on your life and want things to be different or would have done things differently had you known what you know now. Of course, you would. But unless they've invented a time machine I'm unaware of, that's not possible. We cannot go back into the past. You know, and as I sit here today and tell you this, and it's kind of funny for me to think, I kind of looked up this section in my book, Still Standing After All the Tears, because I kind of wanted to give myself a refresher on some things that I could share with you. And I didn't realize that I had started it out saying that I had shared this with my kids when they were little. And it's kind of um, interesting to think that I warned Jamie and Sean about coulda, woulda, and shoulda, never having any idea that years later, probably a decade or so later, that I would spend so much time with them that I would name them. Do you know what I mean? Have you done this too? Are you doing this now? I think it's normal and natural, and we're probably not going to avoid doing this at all ever again because we're not perfect. But are you spending a lot of time doing that? Having a lot of self regrets or regrets about somebody else or just situational? Are you stuck? Are you stuck in the past? Are you stuck with Mia Kuda? Surely shoulda and I woulda. Are you constantly thinking about, you know, what in the world would my life be like now? That's another one. What would my life be like now had this not happened? Now we're daydreaming about something that can never happen. And so here's the thing. When you get stuck in the past, like I said, you, you can't change anything. You're also kind of destroying your self esteem, your self worth, your hope, your hope for the future and all that. So maybe there are some things that you wish would have been different in the past that you could actually change and have more like that in the future, but you're not going to do that if you keep yourself stuck back there. And one thing I mentioned in Still Standing After All the Tears, this is an action number five, change your attitude. And what I said is that this line of thinking this hanging out with shoulda, coulda, and woulda, this is self-destructive and it is sure to gain you express entrance to a pity party. And I've talked about pity parties in probably other podcasts, I don't remember, but the pity party is kind of interesting and, and obviously I have a vivid imagination because I also sort of did it in something that's like an analogy uh, with the pity party because I wanted you to think of this as being really serious. You know, not just, you know, you hear people go, I don't have a pity party, but I mean, what's a pity party like? So I described this pity party and basically, you know, if it were a real building, I kind of think the pity party would be like this. There would be this huge welcome sign and all sorts of wonderful greeters at the door. People that are just so attractive and you just want to get into the pity party. And once you're in there, oh my gosh, this party's filled with all sorts of people that get it. They have your same problems. They feel sorry for you, oh my gosh, finally, I found my peeps, right? Well, the problem with being at a pity party is it doesn't take long before those people are not so attractive, you know, because everybody's just trying to one down each other. It's just one sad, depressing story after another. And so eventually, you wanna get out of the pity party. You know, eventually it's like, oh man, what am I doing here? I gotta get myself out. The problem with the pity party Is that it's kind of like a one way street. You can't go back to that big entrance and get out. You have to find the exit. And if it were a real building, it would be a teeny tiny, teeny tiny door at the back of the building that you have to go through a maze to find. And once you do find it, hopefully you didn't eat too much at the pity party because it's a teeny tiny narrow door, you know, in contrast to the door in the entrance to the pity party. And, you know, I'm kind of being funny, but I'm not really being funny here. Because the point is, the closer, the oh, by the way, the closer you get to leaving a pity party, you get a lot of resistance from the other attendees. So if you have ever been in this mode, and come on, if you've had anything serious happen in your life, you've been in a pity party before. I certainly have. And the people that are in the pity party with you, they don't want you to leave. You've heard misery loves company. Well, it is true. People in a pity party do not want you to leave. The pity party is full of people that are stuck. And you're stuck too if you're in the pity party. So if you find yourself at one, you need to run for the door. The problem is it's a little difficult to extricate yourself from a pity party in general. But what if you're the host? Have you ever walked out on your own party? I doubt it. So this might be the one time it's okay to be rude. Walk out of that pity party. So I hope you get what I'm trying to, the picture I'm trying to paint here. When we spend so much time thinking about what we could have done, what we should have done, and what we would have done, we stay uh, stuck in the past and we definitely wind up in a pity party, we wind up feeling sorry for ourselves. Of course we are. If you're spending so much time thinking about what you should have done, you could have done, and oh, so-and-so did this, I should have done that. I Listen, I've done this too. You know, being an entrepreneur is not easy stuff. And I've been doing it for a long time. And it's funny because I think I should have become a lawyer. See, I've done this many times. I should have become a lawyer. I would have been great at that. I could have made all sorts of money and had a secure... Career. Did you hear what I just did? In a few seconds, and that really just popped out of my head. I said coulda, woulda, and shoulda about one little thing. When my daughter was in her addiction and we were riding that roller coaster from hell, you can imagine I had a ton of coulda, shouldas, and wouldas because I was convinced that her addiction was my fault, had something to do with me. Of course, it had to be all about me. I couldn't figure out any other reason, so I blamed myself, and so, you know, I mean, I would do every little teeny tiny thing. Oh, that one time where she dropped the milk bottle, we used to get those, those glass milk bottles, she dropped the milk bottle all over the wooden floor right before school, before I was going to drive them to school, she was in her not-so-nice beginning teen years. And she just stood there and let this milk drain all over the place. And I slapped her and I didn't do that. That was not a normal thing. Now I'm telling on myself, yes, oh my gosh, I was not the perfect parent. Never said I was, but because she just stood there and gave me attitude and I slapped her. Oh my goodness. You would think years later that, that I had abused her. I mean, of course she used that every chance she got. Oh, remember the time mom smacked me for innocently dropping the milk? Well, it wasn't quite the story, but anyway, the point is that I would go back to something like that. I would go back to something like that and go, man, was that it? I mean, did I really damage her by doing that? That's ridiculous, isn't it? I'm sure if you're listening to this, you think that's ridiculous. There's no way I damaged her psyche because of that one moment. But that's what we do to ourselves, especially when something really big goes on. Have you ever been in a relationship with somebody that say in a love relationship with somebody and they didn't treat you well, but you spent all sorts of time trying to figure out what you did wrong, trying to figure out how you could have been different. And yet maybe looking back, you realize, oh, wow, it wasn't me after all. You know, so we do this in big things and we do this in little things. Now, I would say there's one caveat if you want to take a trip back into the past, and even if the word "coulda," the word "shoulda," or the word "woulda" pops up in this little trip uh, into the past, in this regard, I think it's okay as long as it's you know short-lived, and that would be if you're trying to figure out how to change, how to do some things differently, some really good analysis. You know, you're trying to figure out. I have this one thing that I keep doing and I keep repeating this one mistake or I keep repeating this one situation. I keep getting myself into this particular situation. Hmm, I wonder why. And that way, I mean, I think that's good psychology to go back and analyze. You know, take a look at the past. How was I feeling when this was going on? What was, you know, what made me do this? What has made me repeat doing this? In that case, that's wisdom. That's being smart. That's being willing to look at yourself and look at some things that you could do differently in the future. I didn't say coulda. I'm saying could do in the future. Ways that you can learn. Because remember, life is just a big old school. You know how you thought you got out of school when you were 18 or 22 or 27 or whatever it is that you got out of school? You're not out of school. I mean, I'm not saying that school isn't important because it certainly is, but life's school is even more important and we should continuously and constantly be learning. If we're not, what are we doing? I mean, seriously, everything we go through is an opportunity to learn. So you do need to look back sometimes and figure out what you can learn. You know, it's not always that you come out of the end of a situation. You go, got it. Eureka. I know what I just learned. It doesn't always work like that. Sometimes you're just so glad to be out of a situation, you don't even want to think about it again. But if you will allow yourself to do just that, you may discover that you learned something, that that this nugget is so valuable that it's actually probably a good thing that you went through this not so wonderful situation. You know what I mean? So be willing to look back and find lessons. Be willing to look back at potential ways in which you don't want to repeat the same behavior that's maybe not helpful to you or perhaps even destructive to you. So be willing to go back into the future for that reason, but don't spend time with coulda, shoulda, and woulda. They will only keep you trapped in the past. They will head you straight for a pity party. And they are three of the beast's very favorite friends. Because these three will destroy your confidence, your self-worth, your value. They will keep you feeling hopeless and helpless. That's what happened to me. I lost my confidence. My confidence was shattered. And yes, it was shattered because I went through something very, very difficult. And for a lot of years, and and to some degree, some of this stuff is still going on today. Many, 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 many years. So, I mean, there's a lot of aspects to becoming a healthy and whole person after you've been through a lot of stuff. But definitely hanging out with coulda, woulda, and shoulda, and spending all of this time beating yourself up. Beast loves that because that is going to keep you down on the mat, trapped down on that mat, not even believing that you can get back up, that you can stand, believing that you've made too many mistakes or that the past has too much of a bearing on the present and on the future. And it's just not true because remember what I said a few minutes ago. Some of those things you went through are actually some of the most valuable things that could ever happen to you. They're actually gifts. So don't look back at all of the difficulties of your life or even some of the choices that you've made and think of them only as this horrible thing that you endured. Be willing to learn, grow, and change, and maybe even embrace some of those situations that you used to say coulda, shoulda, and woulda about. I hope that helps you today. If you wanna learn more about coulda, woulda, and shoulda, and changing your attitude, and all of the nine actions to battle your beast, get a copy of my book, Still Standing After All the Tears. I'm so humbled and honored that it has won several awards, and, and I literally hear from people daily how these actions and these concepts are helping them, and helping them to change their life. If you've already read Still Standing After All the Tears, consider getting a workbook. And we just came out with our empowerment programs where you can actually get some video guidance and some PDFs and have some help. You can can do a self-guided program. You don't have to get together and do a group or anything. We have some really great self-guided programs that you can use to work on this stuff. Let me tell you, this is not going to happen overnight. This is a marathon. It is not a sprint. So go to ValerieSilvera.com, go to our shopping page, check out the books and check out the empowerment programs. Don't wait anymore. Stop allowing things like coulda, shoulda and woulda to keep you down because the world is waiting for you. There's only one of you. You have an important position on this planet. So it's time for you to get out there and shine your light. And let me tell you something. It's real hard to shine your light with coulda, shoulda, and woulda in your world. I hope this helps you. And I just want you to know that it truly is my honor to guide you and to stand with you. Have an awesome day. This has been another uplifting episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Whatever you are going through, please remember that you are not alone. I am standing with you.